Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Spiritual Insights with Charlotte Spicer. Spirituality and Metaphysics Talk Radio, featuring a course in miracles, dream interpretation, guided meditation, and the psychic and metaphysics free-for-all. It's your opportunity to consult with a professional psychic medium, discuss past lives, the chakras, and more. We are non-denominational, and there are no limits. Want to change your life? You must first change your mind. 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 No matter your religious structure, cultivate peace in your reality through self-awareness with an authentic spiritual teacher. And now, your host, Charlotte Spicer. Hello and welcome to Spiritual Insights, everyone. I'm Charlotte Spicer, executive producer and host of the show, energetic healer, and channel for Yeshua and other members of the divine. Thank you so much for tuning in from the United States and around the world. Today's feature is Guidance from Spirit, Channeled Messages from Beyond the Veil, with Mother Mary, the ascended being who gave birth to Jesus, the Christ child, in her last lifetime. Joining me is my special guest co-host since 2016, Danielle Gibbons, full-body channel for Mother Mary since 1994. After a brief discussion, Danielle will allow Mother to come through to share her ever-loving wisdom and guidance for the human journey. Danielle has connected people worldwide with Mother's Grace through life-changing courses, retreats, and online events, including pre-recorded and live-streamed discourses and meditations with Mother on YouTube. You can subscribe at Mother Mary Channel, and you are cordially invited to participate in these remarkable events to expand your conscious awareness. And if you're interested in elevating your life experience, Mother's transformative series on the major chakras is also available. To learn about Mother Mary's School of Love, an annual event that offers an immersion into personal transformation, visit BelovedPublications.com. Their book, Mother Mary's Pathway to Love, is also an excellent way to open that door for yourself. Join me each Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern for the Holy Trinity Guided Meditation, a profound experience guided by Yeshua and channeled by me, and check the event schedule on the website for A Course in Miracles virtual class, as well as the Psychic and Metaphysics Free-for-All event, which is a paranormal bonanza where you get to pick my brain and rummage through my metaphysical closet. Learn all about it at spiritualinsightsradio.com. Private sessions with the Divine Team and me are always available. Well, I'm excited to get started. Hello, Danielle. Welcome back. Thank it you so much, Charlotte. Awesome to see you again. <laughs> it's so wonderful to be here. You couldn't help but laugh at that last one, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's a bonanza. <laughs> <laughs> Pick my brain. Go ahead. A metaphysical cornucopia. Yes. Awesome. Pull out what you want, even talents I've forgotten that I have. Um, oh. it, it can happen, So, but we do have a lot of fun. Good. But speaking of events, what I want to talk about as we get closer to the end of the year, because it's so exciting to begin a new year with you mm-hmm. and with Mother, with School of Love. And you normally do two things, a shorter version in January, and then you do the formal School of Love. That starts in February and lasts all the way to like April or something. But let me let me have you talk about it because I want everybody to kind of take this in 
as they go into like say hibernation mode mm. and think about this let it roll around and see if you resonate with signing up for this in january but go right ahead so that's one of the reasons that mother chose to do it towards the beginning of the year because it's one of those it's a great time energetically to do a deep dive into personal transformation uh, with love. And then when spring comes, the, the course goes until May. And so when spring really hits, you are blossoming. You are ready to step out. You are ready. You are expanded. Um, and Mother loves using elements in the seasons uh, to sort of attune ourselves to. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the reasons that she chose the timing of that. You know, the, the holidays are basically done. And, you know, you, you also have that, that New Year's Day uh, momentum that is a part of the collective consciousness where people want change, they're focused on change, they're making commitments to change. And so there is an energetic momentum that is available in the uh, collective. Mm -hmm. So we sort of capitalize on that uh, with School of Love. So the first uh, offering is uh, three classes uh, that are free. We call it uh, School of Love Masterclass. And that is generally like the third week of January. And Mother will focus on three aspects of School of Love that will give you a, an idea of what the longer version is. But also we call it the Masterclass because it really gives you everything you need. If you are someone who is a total go-getter and you just have great self-discipline and you create your own structures and you're just, you know, really, that's just how you operate, then mother gives away for free the, the heart of the School of Love course. But as I was just telling you earlier, Charlotte, if you're like, the vast majority of us like myself <laughs> who really need more structure and I need that sort of hand-holding into the deeper dive. I need things sort of broken down into smaller parts. Uh, I need to take things more slowly. Mm -hmm. uh, Slow and, and digestible. Exactly. Yes. It takes me a while not only to work up the courage to make the changes and then to integrate them and to practice them. You know, I've always been the tortoise rather yes. than the hare when it comes to, well, everything really, but definitely my inner transformation. Um, but the longer course school of love is designed to teach you how to work with the energy of love, how to apply the energy of love, how to make love your focus in your life, to commit to love in such a way that it is it becomes so much easier for you to love and be loved, whether that is in the relationship with yourself, the relationships uh, with others or your relationship to the life around you. Mm -hmm. And you, of course, have gone through it. And Twice, it, yep. 
Yep. And for me, it is just life changing. It has created such transformation in my life. It's been astonishing because I go through it as a student every year as well. Yes. I just love it. Just love it. Can't wait for it. Look forward to it every year. It's like it absolutely sets the tone for my year. Mm -hmm. And there's never a bottom. You never get to the bottom of the teachings. It yes. just it just seems to go deeper and deeper. But I have said this in years prior, and I have to say it again. This is not for the faint-hearted. This no. takes commitment. Yep. It takes patience with yourself because things are going to come up, and you're going to say, but I don't want to deal with this right now. I just want to get to what mother's promising. But this is how you do it. Here's how I like to see it. You take a deep dive into her teachings, into her specific style of teachings, and the way she guides you, and she is expert at this. But sometimes to go into a deep dive, if you want to wind up in a certain destination, you have to go through these underwater caverns. Mm. And you kind of go this scary route, but emerge in this, say, room that is glistening and iridescent. Mm -hmm. And that's where you get a lot of the growth. But it is not, it's, it's not a trip to the playground. No, it's, it's, it's a serious thing. Yeah, it's not a quick fix. It's not a, hey, transform your whole life in, you know, five days or 14 days or, you mm -hmm. know, that kind of thing. It's, this is a pilgrimage uh, to your inner world. And the, what is so powerful about School of Love is that you're taking that journey with mother. You know, it's not, you're not, it's not another human who is sort of setting it up and guiding it. And, you know, cause the material is amazing and mother has, you know, given me all this material and I've written it out and set it all up, but you have her presence and her grace, her love, her light. She's in your corner. She's your biggest advocate. You know, you're taking this journey with her, not with me. You're taking it with her and it makes such an enormous difference. It, it is, I have yet to hear from anyone who has signed up to take the course. And even those who have done a minimal of effort, I have yet to hear from anyone that did not have a profound shift. Absolutely. It's the only people who don't are generally people who sign up and then don't ever do anything with it at all. Don't, don't, uh, yeah, don't even crack open the first lesson. So like um, a no-show, you're saying? Yeah, people. It, That's a it, shame. It is, but, you know, people are, but the great part is that the material is available for as long as, literally as long That's as true. I'm living. So even mm -hmm. if. I've known some people who have uh, joined the course in a particular year and just couldn't do it and couldn't do it and couldn't do it and couldn't do it. And then a couple of years later, they, the, the, the willingness comes, the doors open, they're able to, you know, take uh, advantage of the material and they have this extraordinary, you know, experience. So yeah, it's uh, we've set it up in such a way that, if you don't have, if you think you're willing, but then it turns out you're not, you can always go back and start whenever you want to start. I mean, we have the live version. We go through it week by week live, yes. but that doesn't mean you have to participate live because everything's recorded. Everything's made available, you know, 
So you can take it at your pace, which a lot of people really like. Um, you would so have to because we all have different levels of resistance to this. Exactly. That's what it's about. It's about your resistance. And it, it takes a commitment. You're talking a three-month commitment here. But you not only have mothers, literal presence. It's, it's something else. I know a lot of you listening to this, no matter where you get your podcast, no matter where you are in the world, you're listening to this. Danielle and I and Mother and I can see each other. For you to sign up for this and you have Mother looking straight into your eyes as she yeah. speaks the words that she knows you need to hear on a collective and an individual level, it is profound. It is extremely profound. But not only that, you have the community support. The yes. people in Danielle's community are absolutely exquisite. I've never seen anything like it. This level of heightened commitment and respect for each yes. other, uh, but commitment to self, commitment to a group, commitment to an energy and a movement, whatever, however you'd like to label that, but it is exquisite. But yes, if you feel a strong call to sign up for it, but if you feel also this resistance taking over dominating giving you excuses why you sh why you shouldn't or won't do it then the way you set it up which is brilliant is you can go revisit it in six months a year it, it will always be there waiting for you with mother's energy and with the group energy that doesn't die yeah that's absolutely right mm -hmm. Mm -mm. I can't wait to get things started. <laughs> Maya and I are already getting busy and doing the behind the scenes stuff. And I'm like, yay. It's, it's, uh, it's amazing because, again, it is a three-month commitment. You start in February and it goes all the way into May, right? It's a four-month commitment, really. Four-month commitment. At the beginning of February and we end uh, not at the very end of May, but like the third week of May. Okay. Yeah. So four months. And just to throw that out here now, as that is going on, Danielle will take a hiatus from the show. So we'll probably do January. We're not sure about February. We'll see what the calendar says. And then she'll come back once because it's intense, not just for us, but for her as well. She's got to coordinate all this. So she'll take a hiatus from the show in those months where School of Love is active. So, okay. So we want you to have everything that you desire and we want you to get everything you wish for for those things that resonate at soul level for what you want for your life that wish list i strongly recommend you sign up for school of love and invest in yourself to make mm -hmm. those changes it's an investment in yourself and your joy and your transformation so there we have it uh we are coming to the end of 2022 we are in that time frame where we have the energetic corridor which is comprised of gateways and portals and uh fun days like 11 11 12 12 12 21 the winter solstice we we have just had two eclipses i had the thrill of standing and basking in the energy of the most recent eclipse that was wonderful and uh we've had we have a lot of things going on Several of the titles from recent segments have been about tumultuous energy, volatile energy. Not that that's a bad thing. It brings you closer to your truth is where this is going. Momentum for success. And then we talked about our freedom, our rights, and self-worth. Mm. 
So as you see, the trajectory of mother's teachings coming to the end of 22 sounds like there's a lot of truths that need to come to the surface. Yes. So I'm not sure what, what topic we have for today. We, we didn't uh, pester her for a topic. We didn't <laughs> pester her, and I think she wanted to kind of take full reign. So we're going to allow her to do that. Okay. So if you want to, do you have anything else you'd like to add, Danielle? Because if you want no, to bring her no, through, go, I'm ready to dive in. go right ahead and bring her through. I will shut up. <laughs> I will zip it. Zip it. And I will see you when you come back. Hmm. Hello, beloved one. Hello, mother. Welcome as always. Thank you, my dear. It is wonderful to be here with you and all your glorious listeners. Hmm? Yes. So if it's all right with you, my dear, I would like to... Um, have you participate in what I'm going to talk about today using your life and recent experiences. Are you willing to share that with your listeners, my dear? Not in detail, only in generality. Okay. I trust you. You know, I, 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 I had to remind myself that I trust you. I'm sorry. Thank you, my love. That's but, all right. That's well, all right. Yes. And as anyone can imagine, to hear something like that can be rather jarring. Like, you want to expose what? Yes. You want, it, do I just take my clothes off now and sit in my underwear? Or is this just figurative? But so, absolutely, mm -hmm. I trust you. General terms would be great. <laughs> Thank you. But um, yes, go ahead. And, and I guess all I can say is I'll see how I feel, if that's all right. Yes, of course, beloved. So let's start with um, the fact that you are a highly sensitive person, right? Yes. Everyone who listens to your show knows of your talents with your psychic abilities, your empathic abilities, your um, clear visual, clear audio, you have a whole list and host, as you say the word bonanza, right? You have a bonanza of gifts, soul gifts. Yes. And you are using them in service to others. So, this year 
for you as a highly sensitive person has had a series of difficult, let's call them uh, obstacles to either get through or move around or overcome. Would you say that that is accurate? Exceedingly accurate. And it doesn't seem to be stopping. Yes, indeed. So I know that I've talked about this type of thing before, and I'm going to bring it up again because you are not uh, struggling in isolation, beloved. Mm -hmm. You are not sort of hitting these obstacles uh, and maybe it's just you and one other friend that you know about, right? But right. you are hearing from lots of people that they too are having strange and inexplicable obstacles that just seem to keep arising and arising. And I'm going to ask you if you would be willing to share what are the actions that you are taking to take care of yourself while these obstacles are in play? Okay. Yes. Yes, I can share that. Um, I have shared often. Uh, I've made some adjustments. Uh, I, there are a couple areas I'm having difficulty, so it might be good to share that because uh, as you said, I'm, this is not happening to me um, alone. So it's, you know, when you encourage somebody to share, don't think there aren't at least a couple thousand other people who are going through the same thing. You just might not be in the same room with them. Um, so as for taking care of myself through the challenges, it's a lot of self-talk, dismantling previous self-talk or, or attempting to and trying to here's what I do I, I, I and I seem to have a knack for this I look at myself through the third person mm. that's the most effective thing I can do I don't know that anyone else can do that so sometimes I don't talk about things because I don't know if someone will feel bad or jealous like oh well she can do that but I can't I don't want to make anybody feel that way but that's been the most effective thing, aside from uh, better self-care habits, better nutrition. I struggle a little bit with the nutrition because there are several things working against themselves. I'm highly sensitive. I feel so much. I care about a lot. So I feel that, too. I've had to pull back. To care for myself and I do that but my stress level is still extremely high and it manifests itself physically through stomach cramps and a lot of the gut reactions to stress anxiety and that so it's difficult to get food down even though I love food but it's difficult to get it down and so yes. lately I've been countering, I don't, I don't want to lose weight again. I don't want to be down to 100 pounds 
and the way I went about it wasn't as healthy, but it was something that would translate to calories and put weight back on. Um, it's not easy, and um, I do. Uh, I adopted a routine of doing meditations daily, and I try to get those in before my ego wakes up completely mm. and reminds me of everything I'm frustrated with. Yes. And so I try to get in there around uh, between 4 and 6 a.m. A lot of it with you, some of it just binaural beats is new for me. Yes. There, there are a few, I don't know, I'm kind of suspicious of it a little bit. There are a few questions I would have. Mother, uh, Divine Mother said that it works with the frequencies of your chakras. So mm -hmm. that's a little better. And I've been working with that. But binaural beats. I'm doing everything I can to calm down my um, sympathetic nervous system. And I found smooth jazz music. I've made, I've stumbled onto some things, quote unquote, accidentally. And so this beautiful smooth jazz music I play in the background softly as I work mm. has made a major difference. Good. Routines, of course. And... It's been, I'm trying to find my way through telling myself, I think it has to do more with overreaction because I'm reacting to other people's energy to, for me, what, what I think is normal and normal level, but I'm trying to learn how not to, and to do like other people do. I'm, I'm aspiring to be like other people I know by saying, don't worry about it. They're just in a bad mood. For me, it's much more serious and much more personal. But I'm trying to find a way to let something roll off my back is what I'm trying to say. Like, it's okay. Let that energy simmer down. They'll be fine. I'm just not used to having such a cavalier attitude about some, everything so serious to me. And I, I'm mm -hmm. trying to find balance. So a lot of this has been about finding a balance. But to wrap all of that up, those are quite specific, subjective, and individualized. What helps me the most when I'm really feeling the weight of what I'm being sensitive to, there's a lot of energy to the point of physical pain. I'm, I have a lot of physical ailments, aches. I got hurt twice in September. Uh, those are better. I think I'm okay, but to look at myself in the third person, gives me the vantage point of coming out from under enormous weight, enormous regret, and anger. Mm. The emotion of it is, if I can, I probably won't neutralize it the entire way, but if I can dissipate it and in Find the release valve. For me, that's the best way to go because it, it is the best way to be patient with myself, offer myself the understanding that I need from soul level is where I'm coming from. And that trusted assurance that it will be okay, even though it doesn't feel that way. Mm. That's all I have for that question. 
that is quite a bit, beloved, quite a bit. And it is wonderful that you are taking so many actions to take care of yourself. And I'm going to focus today on two aspects of taking care of yourselves, plural, all of you that are listening in a way that you may not have thought of before. So when you are so highly sensitive and you have gone through something very life-altering, painful uh, for you, beloved. It was the death of your partner, your husband. Um, these are life-altering events. They change you at every level of your human existence. So when you couple that with all the tumultuous and volatile energy that has been very much in play this year, as a highly sensitive person, you are going to find yourself, if you are not conscious, going from overwhelm to overwhelm to overwhelm to overwhelm. There is a kind of... Um, going from one crisis to the next or one uh, one obstacle to the next. And as you said at the beginning, that it doesn't feel like it's going to be letting up anytime soon. Now, please listen to my words, all of you, and find the balance in what I'm going to say. Because <clears throat> it is not all you and it is not all society or the energy that is playing out from the people around you that affects you as part of the collective. So it's not black or white, it's not all or one or the other, but it is a combination of both. And because you are highly sensitive for all of you that recognize yourself on that spectrum of sensitivity, to stimulation, you are going to be affected by the energies of other people in the collective if you are not careful to take care of yourself in a very specific way. So there's two aspects of this. One is energetic and the other is emotional. So let's start with the emotional. Now, Charlotte has shared with you all about some of her, the way she's taking care of herself, some of her experience. And what you may notice is that all of this has helped her to start feeling as though she's coming out from underneath grief and anger, right? that this is starting to shift. As a highly sensitive person, you are going to be exposed 
to a lot of grief and anger in the next few years as you move from this age to the next. And while there's no real one day of demarcation in that you're fully in one age and now you're fully in the next, you have been um, making that transition to this new age. And if there were to be some line, it would be um, December solstice of 2023. That is when the energies of the new age will really start to pick up. And you will start to see more, instead of uh, changes here and there or trickling, you'll start to see surges of change. Bigger, broader, more inclusive changes. Okay. So as you are moving into these changes, there is going to be a lot of people that either want the changes, but it's not happening fast enough, or uh, see the need for the change and are uh, deeply saddened by the lack of change, or people that don't want the changes at all and want to fight and be angry or sad. So it's not that your lives are going to be devoid of happiness and joy, not at all. But you are going to be exposed to a lot of grief and a lot of anger. So if you don't know how or you are unwilling to keep your energetic boundaries up and strong and clear your energy, if you have to do it 10 times a day, then that's how often you have to do it. If you are not willing to do that, then you may find that you become more susceptible to the obstacles and the problems that grief, prolonged grief and anger create in one's life. So for you, Charlotte, not only have you been healing your own grief and anger, Mm -hmm. but you've been heavily exposed to that of other people's grief and anger. So here are um, the most important way to move through this. Do you have access to a dictionary, beloved? Yes, I do. Can you look up the word care? I was in there looking up surreal. Ah. (laughs) Sometimes I need to remind myself of what surreal means because everything just feels so surreal. And like you just said, I keep waiting for something to begin. Yes. I, I keep waiting for something to begin. And so the definition of care 
frontline care. Sorry, Mother. That's all right, beloved. Okay. The provision of what is necessary for the health, welfare, maintenance, and protection of someone or something, or serious attention or consideration applied to doing something correctly or to avoid damage or risk. That is the noun. The verb is to feel concern or interest, attach importance to something, and to look after and provide for the needs of something outside of yourself, which mm. is what I, I guess that fits what I was saying. I care so much about the collective and everybody else, and I can't, I feel ineffective and inadequate a lot. Mm. So that is one, uh, I'm going to look at another definition that um, Let's see. So this is from the Merriam-Webster Dictionary. And the very first in this version, which is why I use it, because this is what so many of you are struggling with. The very first definition of care as a noun is suffering of mind, grief. And the second is a disquieted state of mixed uncertainty, apprehension, and responsibility. Also, something that causes such a state, particular worry, concern. And the, sub, uh, the second of that, uh, the B of the second definition, a cause for anxiety. The third is painstaking or watchful attention. And not until we get down to the fourth definition, regard coming from desire or esteem. And the fifth responsibility for or attention to health, well-being and safety, right? And then six, the person or thing that is an object of attention, anxiety, or solicitude. So the first three, the first four, the first three with an A and a B in both two and three are about anxiety, worry, uncertainty, apprehension, suffering. So I spoke on this at my last retreat that was online, the reclaiming of self. And I brought this forward because it is something that you all must cultivate. You must stop caring in regards to the first three definitions. Because that is what I would call anxiety care, where you are putting so much energy out into the world about the problems of others, the state of the world, uh, other people's suffering, the suffering of animals or the planet. You are putting so much energy out that what you're doing 
is you are opening those channels for all that to flow back in. And it is affecting you deeply and you are burdened under this level of grief and anger, anxiety and stress that is completely unnecessary. If you want to care, then offer esteem, right? Express your esteem, your love to another, or you can offer care to someone. Charlotte does this with all her radio shows and in her private sessions and in her fun free-for-all, right? And in her Holy Trinity meditation, this is an offering of care. But this other kind of care that is so easy to slide into is unhealthy. It is a suffering of the mind. And it triggers the emotions of grief and anger, fear and anxiety. And it is not healthy. It is not healthy for you. It's not healthy for the people that you supposedly are caring about. But you're not offering care you are experiencing a suffering of the mind. And that is hard to make that shift and transition to say, uh, to look yourself in the mirror and say, Charlotte, stop caring. Mm -hmm. It's one of the first things I said. Yes. It just what I care so much about so many other things. I don't even remember what I said. I just know that that is such a priority for me. And I maybe on some level I knew it was a problem, but now you're going to tell me how to manage it. Yes, okay. it is a problem for you and countless others, but specifically for highly sensitive people, because it's so easy for you all to open these energetic cha channels. Right? Yeah. And so when you have this suffering of the mind, you are opening your channels, your energetic channels to receive the suffering of other people's minds. Right? Mm -hmm. So that there's at one point in this these uh, definitions, there is uh, about responsibility, right? So when you are taking responsibility and you spoke it very well in the beginning of your uh, sharing, when you said, I have this way of seeing myself in the third person, but I don't often talk about it because I don't want people to feel bad because they don't have that gift or can, you are not responsible or what anyone feels about anything. That's the care that is tripping you up. I see. Okay. Right? 
that is what is causing you the suffering of the mind. And it is very difficult to shift that perspective because it's a little bit like when you feel happy and joyous, but someone you know has is experiencing a hard time or terrible loss. Right. There is that feeling that you then should share their emotions. And I put the question to you, to all of you, how does that help anyone or anything? It does not. Better for you to maintain your joy, to offer care in the form of compassion and comfort and listening, but don't abandon your joy because others are suffering. You are a joy holder. Mm -hmm. But if you don't hold the joy, then those that are suffering, they can't find hope. And I'm not saying it's your responsibility to hold the joy. I'm saying that you giving up your joy because other people are pain, in pain and you call that caring, you are not helping or serving anyone and especially not yourself. So what happens during these big changes and you are highly sensitive, you are not only having your own personal energetic and emotional experience, but you are very open to the energetic and emotional experience of others. So when you stop caring with anxiety care, okay. then you can unravel from that energetic emotional enmeshment that may be going on with complete strangers mm -hmm. right complete strangers people on the other side of the world mm. but you can offer care you can offer love and light you can offer joy. You can offer uh, physical service. You can offer money. You can offer comfort. You can offer so much care. But you don't have to carry anxiety care. Anxiety care comes from self-centered fears. What are other people going to say? What are they going to think? Will they leave me? Will they reject me? Will I lose them? Hmm. So what I'm here today to tell you all is please, please stop carrying burdens that are not yours to carry. And again, it's not black or white. 
So that is to help with the emotional aspect to really start to shift your perspective mm-hmm. and to be deeply honest within yourself, to say, to ask, what is the most loving way I can care for uh, the people of Ukraine, mm-hmm. for my next door neighbor, for my loved one that is ill, or my good friend who is struggling. What is the best, most loving way I can care? And when you bring love into that equation, love is always going to ask you to offer care and to leave behind anxiety care. Mm -hmm. Energetically, you need to move your energy beyond exercise when i talk about clearing your energy move your hands move your body make noise you have to move your energy and imagine that if you are moving your body and just ah making a big noise pushing uh, that burden of anxiety care, the fears, the anger, the sorrow of people in the collective, imagine that you are pushing yourself out from under it. Mm-hmm. You are setting it off. You are putting it in my hands. You're throwing off. Imagine that anxiety care is like a wet wool blanket on a hundred degree day in Georgia. Okay. That's pretty specific. Yes. That's a steamy blanket. Yes. Yes. And it's heavy and you are feeling hot and smothered. It's hard to suffocated. Yes. Suffocated. Yes. So imagine you are throwing off that blanket. And even if the sounds you make are sounds of anger, sounds of sorrow, your own sorrow, your own anger, laughter. Just move the energy. Stagnation energetically is not your friend at this time. There have been lots of points in your life where you could get away with that, And you did not suffer too badly from it. But I'm here to tell you right now today that if you allow your energy to stagnate in your energy field, in your head, in your heart, in your body, around your body, you are going to suffer. I cannot make it any more simple than that. And you might be a practitioner who loves to walk and do yoga and you feel as though that is how you move your energy. But I'm here to tell you as well that you may need to choose a less polite way of moving your energy. 
Okay, that's where it is because I was going to say there are things that we do. Apparently, that's not enough, or it's it's not it's not having the effect I think we were reaching for is what you're saying. Not that we're doing anything wrong. No, no. We need to shift no. it to something a little more effective because we're suffering needlessly and venturing more into self-sacrifice than service yes. more than anything. Yes. Indeed. So I was just thinking, okay, I want to, I, I want to apply what you're saying. I want to do those things, but it feels like that won't be enough. So you're saying, make a noise, shout, be more. It is a way of moving energy that is simply not polite. What I mean by that is that too often people on a spiritual path believe that their process should be quiet and serene and look very spiritual on the outside. Mm -hmm. And that's all fine and wonderful. Yes, walk. Yes, do yoga. Anything that makes you feel better, absolutely. But what I'm talking about is you have to shake things up energetically in your energy field and if yoga is not enough to do that for you mm -hmm. then you have to go to another level of uh, something uh, some people call it uh, uh, guided movement or ecstatic movement but it's basically where you focus on your body and you just allow your body to start to move and to emote sounds or words. And, but all with the intent that you are moving out of your energy field, the sorrow, the anger, the anxiety of the collective that Because you are highly sensitive, because you all are light bringers, light holders. And if you're putting out too much anxiety care energy, you're like a beacon for this kind of energy. Mm -hmm. People want a place to put their fears, their sorrow, their anger. And energetically, if you are leaving yourself sort of open for business, mm -hmm. then you will be, that's what you are attracting. So you have to make sure that you are not only clearing out your energy, moving that stagnation, moving out the energy of anger, of sorrow, but that then you are also inviting love to surround you, to fill your energy field, to help you to realize when you are stagnant, when that wet wool blanket is getting heavier and heavier and the temperature is rising and rising, that you must tend to your energy and your emotions and yes of course eating well 
doing the best you can with nutrition. But I tell you, beloved ones, if you can stop anxiety caring, if you can shift that, and in the moment ask yourself, do I really care? Or am I afraid of losing something, of being found out? Mm -hmm. right. Yes, that's a common thing with highly sensitive people, the feeling like a fraud and being found out. Yes. And that's often a cover for the care. Or the care is a cover for those fears. Right. But for people who because that struck me, people need a place to put that fear. And if you're like a beacon with open shelves, they're going to gravitate right to you. But a silly question. Can that leave you with a feeling of having just been dumped on? Yes. This. Where did this come from? Like we keep looking around astonished. Like where did this just come from? I was minding my own business and suddenly yes, toxic dump on my head I'm feeling bad. And it can include false accusations, right? Which is, yes, which is why you need to clear your energy to make sure that what you're feeling emotionally belongs to you and not someone else or the collective. Mm -hmm. You keep yourself clear and you fill your energy field with love. You surround yourself in love and in light, and you can imagine that that is a boundary. It's permeable and allows through what you need and keeps what you don't out. Okay. But, and here's the big caveat, it's not a one-time practice. This is something you need to do daily throughout the day. And I don't want to be the voice of doom at all because the truth is being highly sensitive is vital to humanity. You all serve a very important role, not just in the change of uh, the ages, but always you have always served an important role in whatever society family dynamic situation you are born into you are the beings that offer a different perspective a new way of looking of feeling access to more the arts creativity, mm -hmm. breakthroughs in science, in uh, the stretching of boundaries and knowledge. You all are not the most important, right? You are equally important to others who serve different roles in different lifetimes, but always highly sensitive people are critical to society, to the community. 
I just heard the phrase specialized delivery system. Does that make sense? Yes, indeed, beloved, indeed. Like a little portal. Like we're mm -hmm. all channels and portals, and, and I get that, but this is, there's a little something to it where it's a specialized delivery system to provide. There's a provision, like a provision clause in your contract. You will serve this, per I will leave this alone. Okay. Uh, but what if, here's, this will always be where I raise my hand and say, but what about, right? My Here's my, but what about? I would like to think that I can, if I sit with it, I can uh, differentiate between collective energy, the energy of a someone close to me or a family member, and what is mine. And it, it feels to me that my energy is what's overwhelming me. Mm. So, so you're sharing this, and I'm having aha moments, but and yet it's still, I feel that I don't belong, I feel unfulfilled, I feel held down and held back. And yeah. I'm, I'm feeling this internally pressing against the external. Being sensitive to the collective energy is external pressing on the internal. So what am I more experiencing, or, or the lot of us, is this also what other people are experiencing? How am I getting it wrong? Am I crazy kind of thing? And how do I make it stop? I just want to feel good mm. about my life. Because I felt I'd be somewhere else by now. Yes. And you are not alone, beloved. Not only are many others feeling just as you do. But we are with you in your pain, in your struggles, and in your expansion. It is doubtful that any one of you will be able to pinpoint with pinpoint accuracy understand what's your feeling, what's from the collective, what's from people around you. Sometimes you have insight into it, but just trust that as a part of the collective, whether you're highly sensitive or not, you are all one. So emotions and energy are always flowing in and out. It's part of being human, that you are in this together. Right? There is no real separation. But what's happening right now on your planet is that times 100, right? Mm -hmm. Everything is amplified in a way that it normally isn't. The pressure cooker. Yes. So I'm encouraging you all to embrace some uh, somewhat radical shifts to stop caring, fear-based caring, not love-based caring, fear-based caring, right? To let go of that, 
to recognize that you have to move your energy as much as you need to move your physical body to maintain health. You need to really sit with your energy field and take your own pulse. Take the pulse of uh, health that is your energy field throughout the day. There's an element of surrender to it to let go of that anxiety care. Caring to the point that you feel, I, I give up. It, that type of exact, is it correct to say that you know you're getting close when you feel that level of exasperation? Then you've identified the anxiety care. Can we say that? Yes, okay. indeed. Indeed. Sort of at the end of your rope, so to speak. Right, let go of the rope. Yes. Okay. Yes. So I know that I have talked about this in the past, about self-care and taking care of your energy, but I wanted to come today to really emphasize right, the importance of this. And if, like Charlotte and some of uh, others that are listening, if you feel that you are sort of careening from uh, one obstacle to the next, you are not caring for your emotional body. You are, let me rephrase that. You are not offering care to your emotional self and your energetic self in a way that is working for you. Now, is that going to clear up all the problems of your life? No. But here's what is important. It will uh, shrink down the problems to just your problems, not the added problems of the people around you. And how that energy can inflate your own problems in a way that is uh, unnatural unnecessary is that what's happening we're feeling an, an exaggerated version correct of a problem that exists which can be minor which can be identified but then i want to say it's comical but i'm not laughing anymore no. all these things one thing after another and the things on my dashboard are lighting up and i and i keep saying what's wrong with me that this is reflecting that's where I get stuck. What is well, this reflecting back to me? Way to look because your specific problems are very much about energy. How your energy affects your computer, your electronics, the electronics of your car, right? So when they are not smoothed out, when they are not emptied out, when there is not... Um, calm energy you mm -hmm. affect the electronics around you in a negative manner mm -hmm. and sometimes getting to that place of calm energetically you have to make some noise you have to move some energy you have to shed some tears you have to uh, growl and express some anger and then you move it out that's it right there isn't it i'm holding it in Correct. You are being overly polite. 
about your spiritual process mm -hmm. and you are uh, trying to you forget if you think about um, other spiritual practices around the world anger is often considered a treasure hmm. because it can be used to light a fire that fire can scorch through your energy just burning all the extraneous stuff right away mm -hmm. anger can be used to propel you into momentum mm -hmm. it can shift you in a moment i do not ever recommend becoming complacent in anger or digging in or prolonging it but if it comes let it come don't take it out on anyone own it let it be let it move through you and reap the benefits that anger can offer mm -hmm. because once it's gone once it's moved out if you let it be it can bring a lot of clarity absolutely that's what i like to say it's one of its best uses use it Correct. to your advantage but yes, I am very polite. I'm very careful about not taking it out on people because I know the power that can come out of me. But mm -hmm. lately, uh, there's, I don't know, people expressing their perception of me and my life. And I have to be really careful of, I, just, I don't know, it's, um, I've had it up to here. Yes, it's not worth taking it out on another because... That is projection, mm -hmm. and that does not uh, benefit anyone, really. Mm -hmm. But you still need to experience it, express it, let it move, let it be, right? You have your emotional health that you must tend to. Could, could we uh, take a hammer and a block of wood out into the yard and... Do that and make noise with it. Would this be helpful? I want to make sure we are all clear before I let you go. Well, as long as it is safe and you don't harm yourself, yes, you can turn on music and dance it out and just make okay. noise and uh, let it go. Uh, but again, don't be so polite in your spiritual path yes polite to others but not i'm talking about this false or illusionary image i'd stop maintaining a spiritual image that you feel keeps you safe that keeps uh, you from uh, loss maybe from being found out Right. Let go of your image and let yourself be. I see that I created a new routine, but I now see where image creeped in. What do I want it to feel like for myself, but what do I want it to look like? Yes. So keep the feel and drop the look. So the look was me with my pretty orange shawl with the with this serene look on my face. 
And, but the feeling has been aim for it, start out that way, but it turns into something else and then it burns out of control. And then I start to feel like an arsonist. Yes. And so I try to put a clamp on that instead mm-hmm. of letting it burn. Yes. Some things, nope, that's what I've been doing. I haven't been doing what I said previously. Okay. Mother, is there a chance, if you would consider, in the future, a class specifically for highly sensitive people or series or something? Yes, it's called School of Love. Okay. (laughs) It's designed for everyone, but it is specifically designed to help highly sensitive people learn how to navigate their lives and make decisions in such a way that it is supportive and it is productive and it feels safe for them sort of learning a new version of safety yes absolutely all right my love Thank you so much for allowing me to serve you and your wonderful listeners today. Know that I'm with you all, always. Thank you for the clarity. Namaste. Namaste, Mother. Hello. Hello. (laughs) Okay. Well, we have to dash. So thank you, Danielle, for your time and brilliant insights as always. And I will see you soon. Thank you so much, Charlotte. It is always such a joy to be here with all of you. And remember, you can participate in weekly live streams with Danielle and Mother on Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on YouTube at Mother Mary Channel. Review the calendar of events and join Danielle and Mother's community at BelovedPublications.com. Visit SpiritualInsightsRadio.com to book a private energetic healing session with me, Yeshua, and the Divine Team. And I would love to connect with you face-to-face during one of my regularly scheduled online Zoom events. All the details and instructions are on the events page. All right, everyone, that's our show for today. Until next time, God bless and be at peace.